0: Hi there, and welcome back to Out There, a cryptid podcast. I'm your host, Josh. Each week, I will be coming out with a new episode focused on a cryptid that I find super fascinating and weird. If you still don't know what a cryptid is, it is defined as an animal that has been claimed to exist but never proven to exist. Cryptids don't have to be supernatural or mythical beings, although many of them are. Some cryptids have actually become documented animals. Make sure you go and follow the podcast on Instagram, at OutThereCryptids, and check out the posts I make for each episode, and maybe send some suggestions you'd like to hear. As a reminder, we abandoned the road trip series because things were becoming less cryptidy and more urban legend-y. Today's episode is about a creature that has been seen more than 500 times in just the state of Michigan alone. It is a giant hairy beast that might even have some supernatural abilities. This week, we are talking about the Michigan Dogman. Today's Weird Club returnee is my best friend Aubrey. She was on the Lake Iliamna monster episode, so make sure you go and check that out and get ready to hear what she thinks about this cryptid. Let's dive in. This lengthy story starts back in 1887, when two lumberjacks ran into this beast that they said looked like a giant wolf that could walk and run on its hind legs. Now, before we go any further, I know what you're saying. What is the difference between a dogman and a werewolf? Well, apparently they are very different. Although they look the same physically, they have different abilities. Like we know, a werewolf is a person that either changes at night or or during a full moon, but a dogman doesn't change. This is who they are all the time. Plus, they may have some supernatural characteristics. Jeff Cox, who is a long-term researcher of Bigfoot phenomenon, broke down what this cryptid looks like. They are usually between 7 and 9 feet tall when they are standing on their hind legs, and they are covered in hair, and resembles a large wolf that can stand up like a human. The hands are usually reported to be similar to ours, but with shorter, broader fingers. When it comes to their legs, they are shaped like a dog's, and their feet leave tracks that are sometimes described as being similar to a dog's, only larger and more triangular in shape. Cox says that Bigfoot creatures are rare, and dogmen are even more rare. So the chances of seeing it is slim, but that doesn't mean that the beast isn't watching you. Apparently these creatures are very different from our usual benign cryptids. No, this cryptid is pure evil. Cox says if you ever see one, run. Don't walk as far away from them as possible. So already we see that this thing is something very different than what we've encountered before. To give you a better picture of this beast, here's a story. It has been circulated throughout Michigan for many years. The story goes like this. A very experienced hunter is enjoying a typical hunting day up in his stand where he has a view of about 100 yards in the clearing. It's very early in the morning. The sun is just rising when, in the distance, he sees four things moving along the tree line. It looks like four large coyotes. Three of them went into the brush, when suddenly, the coyote stops and freezes for a few seconds, then stands straight up like a man. It was sniffing the air, searching for something. Then it stopped, turned slowly, and looked directly at the hunter yards away. The hunter was frozen with fear, basically trapped on his stand. Then, the creature started walking straight toward him, focused, never breaking its menacing gaze. As the creature marched toward the hunter, once it got close enough, he shot it. He clearly hit the creature and made a kill shot. It dropped on all fours, but then it just stood up again and continued walking. The hunter shot two more times but missed, That is when the hunter had had enough. He jumped out of his stand and sprinted to his ATV about 50 feet away. He drove straight home and locked himself in the house. The next morning, he woke up to see the dogman standing in a field behind his house. Just standing there, staring at the house. The hunter felt like he was being stalked for the following days. He would find huge dog tracks around his house and would even find them on his back porch. So the hunter went away for a couple of days, just to get away. But when he came back, he found something had broken down his front door. But he knew who, or I should say what, did this. The dog-like prints led up to his bedroom, where he found his hunting jacket on his bed with a huge dog print. Now, I wanted to share the story early because I think we get a very good overview of this cryptid, and we can see how different it is from what we're used to. I mean, we usually have a creature that doesn't want to be seen, but this one seems like it doesn't care. It turns the hunters into the hunted. But either way, the next documented sighting was in 1928, and it fits the dogman's M.O. Robert Fortney was 17 at the time, and he was hunting in Paris, Michigan. All of a sudden, he saw a pack of wild dogs charging him, so he shot over their heads, knowing that that would scare them off. And it did, except for one. A huge black dog with blue eyes stood its ground, so Fortney shot again. The beast stopped and stood up on its two legs and stared at Fortney. Then it just turned around and disappeared into the forest. Now, that is terrifying, even just at the fact that a pack of wolves was running at him, but Then for this dog man to not give up the pursuit, it's just the cherry on top. (laughs) But so far, these sightings seemed like perhaps they could be just mistaken identity, or even tall tales. That is, until the next incident occurred, because it opened up a whole new side of this cryptid that is even more baffling. 1950s, Romulus, Michigan. Sean Costilla was just a child at the time, living with his mother, uncle, and his mother's boyfriend. They lived in a farmhouse that was separated from the main road by a patch of the forest. Costilla remembers that they always saw this strange dog creature that would hang around the property. He explains that he uses the term dog creature because this thing was far too big and intelligent to be a stray dog. The beast was as big as a great dean and seemed to have the upper part of a German Shepherd and the lower part of a Doberman Pinscher. But the thing that always stood out were the red eyes. Costia says that it seemed to have no fear. My uncle would yell at it or throw things toward it to try and scare it off, but it would simply rear up on its hind legs like a ram and charge at him for a short distance. They also believed that it was eating their livestock too. Their rabbits and chickens were found torn to bits. Things got much more serious when they started to find screens often torn from doors and windows. But there's one day that always stood out in Costilla's memory. He says, one summer night, my mom had left the window open in my bedroom to cool the room off so I could sleep. She was on her way to the bathroom and went by my room and heard me talking to someone. Knowing her son was supposed to be asleep, she stopped and opened the door. She turned on the lights, and that is when she saw the dogman. Costia recalls his mom telling him that he was talking toward the window. I wasn't screaming or freaking out, but seemed to be transfixed and talking in a low voice toward the window. The dog had its two front paws pushed through the screen and was looking through the window at us and making a low growl. She was holding a bottle in her hand, so she threw it at the dog man's face and he backed away. She quickly closed the window and the blinds and grabbed her son His uncle went outside and ended up shooting the creature, but it didn't kill it. The Dogman did, however, leave them alone. Just when you thought this cryptid couldn't get any creepier, we hear this. So cryptozoologists believe the Dogman has spirit-based or supernatural abilities. From witness reports, they could tell that this wasn't a werewolf due to these strange incidences. There are also reports that this creature can cause harm from a distance, like unseen forces, but I haven't read any specific examples of this, so grain of salt. Alright, so now we have arrived at a very important part of the Dogman story's timeline. In 1987, Steve Cook was a disc jockey at WTCM radio in Traverse City, Michigan. As part of an April Fool's prank. He wrote and recorded a song called The Legend, and in this song, it talks all about the Dogman. The first two times the song played, there was no viewer reaction or calls whatsoever. But then, the phones blew up, with people calling in and asking about the song and the Dogman. The song grabbed their attention because they had seen this creature. Cook told the Huffington Post that he has received about 500 reports of Dogman encounters. Of those, he believes about a hundred seem plausible, incredible, and just a little too weird to explain away. In the fall of that year, the radio station held an art contest to see who could come up with the best sketch of what the dogman looked like. And the winner was from a local man named Brian Rosinski, who was only 23 years old at the time and never had a formal art lesson. His picture is in the Instagram post and it's the cover for this episode. Now, the radio station estimated they received around 500 sightings of this cryptid. Five hundred! I mean, the only other cryptid that has been seen that many times is Sasquatch. Like I had to narrow down the amount of witness statements for this episode, because it would have been way too long. But there is one that is pretty famous when it comes to Dogman, and it includes video footage of the beast. 2008. Steve Cook, the radio host, received a strange reel of film. The letter with it said that this woman had bought something at an estate sale and she found this inside. But after hearing the dogman's song, she thought Cook should have a look. So he did. The video is about three minutes long and it looks like it was shot in the 70s due to the clothing and cars in the footage. It seems to be a family trip. Nothing out of the ordinary until the very end. When the video focuses on a large, hairy beast walking towards the cameraman. Then it starts to run, and the cameraman runs away until he falls. Then, all of a sudden, teeth from what looked like some kind of wolf or dog appear to bite the camera lens. And that is it. Now, this footage was featured on Monster Quest, where they had a professional take a look at the video. Peter Schmitz reviewed the footage and said it looked like it was from the early to mid-70s. But, when he started examining the beast, he said it didn't look like any human being in a suit. It was too natural and fluid. He added, if it was a human in a suit, they did a great job. Then, a wolf biologist named Peggy Coleman looked at the footage. She said she was certain it was not a canine, not even a wolf. She said it looks more like an ape or a primate. So, Could this be a bigfoot then well i would have saved this for weird club but i think once you see the footage you'd know schmidt says that when you look at the end of the film where the teeth appear that the teeth frame comes out of nowhere he says it is a possibility that it was cut into the video which is when cook fessed up to knowing it was a fake a man named mike agrusa came forward and explained he made the video and that it is a hoax He made it with his family in 2007, and he went full out. He already owns an old truck and old snowmobiles, so he used those in the footage. He plays the part of the dad and Dogman as well. He bought a camouflage mossy hunting suit and ran on all fours. He even made a sequel that included a fake dead body and fake police. He never meant any harm, of course, and it really is fun to watch. Agrusa says he doesn't know if Dogman is real, but he wanted to honor it in his films. So... That is the famous Gable film that has been linked to Dogman. Of course, there are probably many more hoax pictures, videos, and even stories, but the ones I will share with you here are the ones I felt were credible enough for your beautiful ears. So let's just go along the timeline. On Monster Quest, they interviewed a sheriff's deputy who may have had a run in with this creature. It was in August of 1987 when a sheriff's deputy named Jeff. Chamberlain, was sent to a cabin in Luther, Michigan, to investigate or report a vandalization. Nothing out of the ordinary for Chamberlain, that is, until he arrived on scene. He saw that the bottom of the screen door was completely ripped off with claw marks and chew marks all around the house as well. The whole scene made him feel very uneasy. The creepiest part was that there was also blood and what looked like saliva all around. But the blood and saliva was so high up that this thing must have been over six feet tall. And it was still wet when he arrived on scene, meaning whatever made this could still be nearby. As Officer Chamberlain began looking around the area, he found large tracks that looked similar to a dog's, but much larger. That is when he called a Department of Natural Resources officer named Roy McCarty. He could not identify what caused this much damage and the tracks. Now, This got out to the news media and the local stations swarmed because it was a local legend now turned kind of serious. But this was a couple months after Cook's song came out. It was never solved or maybe that's for the best. (laughs) But this next sighting was one that was sent to Cook from a young girl who had never even heard of the creature but now thinks she has seen it. Winter of 1993, Reed City, Michigan. A thirteen-year-old girl named Courtney was sneaking cigarettes behind her parents' house. She remembers the sun was just starting to set and it was a clear day. She was facing a large abandoned barn that was on the property next door. She said the barn had always kind of spooked me and it was filled with rusty old equipment. The outer planks were all rotten and it sagged and leaned in every direction. My dad said to stay away as the whole thing could collapse. On this night, she was standing about 50 feet from the barn when she saw the sunlight coming through the gaps in the wood, but it caught her eye because she could see movement. She said the light flickered, but I couldn't really tell what it was. Then, it turned its head back and looked straight at me. It was at least 6 feet tall, if not more. It was dark-colored. It had a dog-like appearance, pointy nose, and really big, pointy ears. Courtney ran into her house to grab a flashlight, but when she came back out, the dogman was gone. The next day, she was talking to her neighbor, who the barn belongs to, and asked if they had any animals living in there. And they said no, but they had been seeing something the size of a buffalo, but the shape of a dog, in the same barn a few months before. The neighbor said they searched the barn with their guns, but didn't find anything. I read this one from various different sources and it is always the same story, which to me makes it more plausible. But this plays into the benign part of the cryptid, which we have heard this one isn't. That is until 2004, when an incident occurred and this time, someone might have caught the beast on camera. 2004, Onaway, Michigan A family was leaving a relative's house, where they had been staying The men went on a hunting trip that morning, and there were two dead bucks by the side of their barn. The family got into their minivan when they heard a low rustling noise from where the bodies were. They didn't think much of it until they put their minivan into reverse, and something was illuminated by the lights. It was a large dog or wolf, so the boy in the backseat quickly took a picture. They realized that the creature was actually standing upright near a stump not on all fours the photo was analyzed by two specialists jordan anderson and tony pressman anderson thinks that he can see evidence of possible digital enhancements like brush strokes near the arms of the creature and he notices a strange whitish line under the wolf thing he also thinks the head is disproportionately large but then Pressman comes in and says that he thinks the photo has not been doctored at all. He says that the alignment of light sourcing is nearly perfect when one considers the flash projection from the interior of the car, and believes that the brush strokes are caused by motion, not manipulation. He also says that no amount of contrasting or filtering showed any layering or digital enhancement. Either way, this is believed to be the best photo evidence anyone has caught of the dog man. Of Michigan. The Destination America TV show Monsters and Mysteries in America did part of an episode on the Michigan Dogman, and they talked to a repo man who also came face-to-face with the creature. He said that the creature charged at him before he could reach his truck, but then it disappeared. I don't know about you, but I, I-, I wish there was more evidence at this point. You know, videos, pictures, even tracks. But someone has caught tracks. Two people, at least. On Monster Quest, a woman came forward with a cast of a print her uncle had found in the Michigan forest. Peggy Callahan, the wolf biologist, had a look at the tracks and could definitely say they were canine. But she explained that the prints didn't look like normal wolf tracks. There's a difference in weight placement of this animal's tracks. But then, we get another track that may be from a real dogman. 2007, Midnight, Benzonia, Michigan. The witness was driving home on Cedar Road when he noticed two glowing eyes reflecting off his headlights ahead of him. He assumed it was a deer because they are so common here, so he starts to slow down. As he approached, he saw that whatever it was was much larger and darker than a deer. At this point, he is going about 30 miles an hour, and the creature was several hundred feet away from him. But then, he finally got a better look at it was a very large dark wolf, except it wasn't standing on four legs. It was upright, standing on its back legs, and it's right next to a dead deer. He said it was over six feet tall and had dark colored fur. At this point, he brings his car to a stop. The creature still hasn't moved and is just staring at the car. He even said for a brief second he believed that the object was a stuffed animal put there as some kind of joke due to the fact that he had never seen anything like this in his life, and that he was able to drive up on it as close as he was, without it even moving an inch. But right before he finished that thought, the beast dropped to all fours and sprinted across the road, disappearing into the woods. The man was frozen in his car, in disbelief that this happened. Somehow he mustered the courage to go out and investigate, he had a flashlight with him, and that's when he found the animal's prints leading into the woods, where it had disappeared. He had his digital camera with him and took a photo of the track. The print appears to be seven to eight inches long. He placed a shotgun shell in the middle of the print to show how large it is. This print is in the Instagram post, and it is definitely canine. The man says that it definitely wasn't a bear. He knows what bears look like because he is an avid hunter. Plus, Bear prints look very different. Linda S. Godfrey is the leading expert on Dogman. The Huffington Post says that she has written several books on the creatures and is now considered an authority on the topic in the cryptozoological community. Now, she didn't mean for it to happen, but she became interested in the subject while working as a reporter. She then went on to write a book about another crypto that has been linked to the Dogman, The Beast of Bray Road in Wisconsin. Godfrey says that the Manistee National Forest is the epicenter for the sightings. It covers about one million acres of the state. There are parts of it that some believe have never been touched by the park services or anyone else yet. A perfect place for an elusive cryptid to live. Godfrey went on to say that witnesses are usually scared to death by the creatures, but after 20 years of receiving reports, she can't cite one serious injury from an alleged encounter. She does believe that the people who have come forward with sightings are sincere, but she has not seen one herself, and has yet to see convincing, photographic proof of their existence. Today's Weird Club returnee is my best friend Aubrey. Let's see what she thinks about the Michigan Dogman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Weird Club segment of the show. Long time no see for this little Weird Club thing. But today we have a returnee, Aubrey. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi, hi, hi.
1: Hi,
0: thanks for having me. No problem. Have you seen, you know, Illy anytime soon in the Lake Iliamna? I wish I was (laughs) getting out there. Oh, yeah. She's actually on her way right now. Like, she's in the car. She's yeah, my this, plane like, is uh, It's tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's, like, so chill. Um, okay, so you've heard all about Dogman of Michigan. What, just off the bat, what's your thought? What do you think?
1: I feel like it's, I I want to say that this is, you know, mm-hmm. a possibility. Sure. I I want to believe. Right. I think it's also very possible that these are, other animals that are being seen and mistaken for the dog man right so it's it's hard to say i guess yeah
0: i would agree i mean like for for me evidence is really key when it comes to determining something um and when there's not evidence you go to the witness statements and like although these witness statements all are like pretty pretty much the same it's just basic enough (laughs) <laughs> like it could be mass hysteria I mean I don't think it's mass hysteria but it could just be you know people heard of the tale and then they see like a bear in the darkness or they see a wolf and then they're like
1: ah it's a dog man. Dog man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that's like unfortunate for dog man if it's real <laughs> um, or it's His not unfortunate ruined. <laughs> yeah maybe it's not maybe this is exactly what they want but um, I don't know um so let's just like let's just get into like the possibilities and the explanations first off let's just start with that these people are seeing wolves and Mm. you know that this is somehow they see them standing which so so basically um there are wolves in the area um and locals like even locals have said that like one guy on i think monster quest said like oh yeah I was building a cabin in the forest
1: and <laughs> doing a Michigan accent.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I was doing, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was building a, a, a cabin in the forest. And then I, I saw a wolf in there. And so like, you know, um, they are, they are there. Uh, And as of 2019, there were 662 wolves between Wisconsin and Michigan. The thing to note though, is that like the wolf population is mainly up in the upper peninsula of Michigan. So, you know, how it's like, the mitten, and mm-hmm. then there's like, yeah. like that thing. Um, It's not on the mitten, like the wolf population okay. isn't on the mitten part. It's right. on like that little peninsula.
1: Right.
0: Um. So that's like a little strange because mm-hmm. all the ones that we read today are from the mitten. So mm-hmm. okay, like to mm-hmm. no. know. <laughs> um. So, Peggy, call call. <laughs> Peggy oh. Callahan from uh Monster Quest, the wolf biologist. Um I oh, remind. She, love. yeah, right. <laughs> uh on the episode, she like tried to get her wolves to stand on their hind legs for a prolonged period. And like now, nah, like they, they would like stand up to try to reach the food, but mm-hmm. it was for us as like a second and then they'd get down. Or they would like put their paws on her to try to use her as like a but um so she was saying that like she thinks that gray wolves could possibly be a culprit but she's like when this is a quote from her when you start to describe an animal that walks on its hind legs for an extended period of time five to seven feet tall smells awful and uses its front paws almost like a human i run into a wall for explanation now Mm -hmm. first off i want to say to her the fuck is saying that it smells awful because that's, I, know, that's what I was thinking
1: that's so rude how dare
0: like, you <laughs> I'm sorry that not everybody has a shower to shower in <laughs> and maybe dog man is in between apartments right now so fuck you um, so that's my first thought for Peggy but um, but she then went on to say the traditional werewolf doesn't exist so like okay Peggy you're a wolf biologist maybe we'll believe you mm-hmm. um but either way when she came to ex- like when she came to explain anything, she was like i don't know what it could be but i'm telling you it's not real so i don't know for <laughs> me as a witness or as like a an expert witness i'm like well sp- like you gotta stick to a story either they're not real yeah. or you don't have an explanation like-
1: yeah if you can't like back it up if you can't give right. me a concrete explanation then i can't just accept that yeah. you're saying it's not real yeah so i'm like i'm like okay mm, like sure peggy
0: but we're gonna put you on the back burner because you gotta figure shit out um but so so like i said or like peggy said um gray wolves are believed to be um like the the culprit or a timber wolf um uh, gray wolves are the bigger of the sp- of the species, um, and they can weigh anywhere between sixty to one hundred and forty five pounds, which is like you know that's that, that that's heavy. Um, but they usually stand under three feet, one on four legs. So like, I guess if they could stand on their hind legs, then like yeah, they would they would be over six feet or around six feet. Mm-hmm. Um, but they apparently definitely cannot stand on their hind legs. Um, right. So that's, um, I, I put in the Instagram, I only included the black colored, um, like wolves with black fur, um, because, mm-hmm. you know, we've all seen the gray, like, or the white-ish kind of furs, but um, yeah, the, I think the black wolf, because Dogman has been described to be a dark fur, um, I wanted to include those pictures uh, to right. like show what those look like, because I, I have to admit, I, I don't think of a black wolf when...
1: It you know, to, like, you I know. definitely think gray.
0: Yeah, I think of like the, the gray one that's on the dog food packaging, call of the wild or whatever. Sponsor me, <laughs> the, the
1: wolf on the dog food <laughs> packaging. Sponsored, please. I need <laughs> not money. sponsored, but it can be. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me up
0: out there, cryptopodcast at gmail.com.
1: Um, so
0: Monster Quest had a team that went to investigate in Michigan. Um, and while they're investigating, they did hear like wolf like sounds. Actually, what they did hear was what they said was wolves and coyotes fighting, which happens a lot apparently. Um, so that was fun. But then they were also like, but could it have been the dog man? And I was like, no, you you literally just said it was wolves and coyotes fighting. <laughs> so no. Make
1: um, yeah, up your mind.
0: Yeah. And and so basically they didn't find anything conclusive. Mm- no surprise we'll talk about one more theory and then we'll kind of go back through each of the stories and say like what i don't know like what we think or you know just give a little bit of a zhuzh in there um so steve cook the dude the radio dude um said that he actually spoke to an elder from the ottawa chippewa tribe in um the 80s who believed dogmen were members of a shape-shifting skinwalker tribe, who somehow became stuck bet- somewhere between their human and animal forms? Now, we on the podcast know skinwalkers pretty well. We haven't—I haven't done an episode on them, but we just did Skinwalker Ranch, which mm-hmm. um, is big for them. But if, for anyone who's unclear for you, skinwalkers are basically part of a Native American legend. Um, and they have the ability to change between animals but the whole the whole thing about it is that um skinwalkers were banished from the tribes because they chose an evil path or they they decided to work with the devil in some some beliefs or um but either way they're pure evil um so that i don't know this one for me although it is uh cryptid being explained with another cryptid which is like not (laughs) always great um for me is i can't really it says for me it's plausible like i would get that <laughs> yeah um, i think that i think that in a lot of native american legends we hear a, a lot of karma you know like mm. when you fuck up you get what you deserve type thing yeah but like maybe a higher power decided these these skinwalkers who had chosen a different path where, like, he, you know, either god or a god or whatever was like, ha-ha, gotcha, now you're stuck in between, good luck. <laughs> hey, dog man. <laughs> and that would also explain the supernatural aspect that people
1: believe. Yeah.
0: Um, and especially with, like, the one story where the wolf is, the, the dog man's talking to the kid. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know, I mean, again, I think it's hard to explain a cryptid with another cryptid. Like, you just open up a whole can of worms that's... that. <laughs> more difficult than just one we're
1: not ready to have that conversation (laughs) right
0: um and plus like no offense to cook i don't really trust him that much um so there's also that plus like i don't know i don't know who the tribe leader was like i don't know who the elder was so like where's where's the elder but it does make sense to me that would make sense um but I think like the thing, the thing for me is that's, that's, that's a little, well, I, I do believe in this dog, man. I do believe in it because I just think that like the amount of witness statements, I think that they, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider this like a supernatural type thing, but I would say that they're seeing something like people are seeing some kind of dog creature that can stand on its hind legs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but what, what do you think about that? Like what?
1: What do you think? I do. Because I feel like this happens with other cryptids where, like, one person comes forward and all of a sudden everyone is coming forward and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you just heard about that from someone else. But I feel like the example with the, like, radio station and the song, like, yeah. there wasn't, like, a an inciting, like... Uh, Example that caused everyone else to glom on. It was like the one song and a bunch of people happened to respond to that with similar stories. And I feel like that's, even though a lot of them were (laughs) not real, I feel like they weren't influenced by the other stories for that to be like everyone just jumping on a bandwagon. Like those were all individual people's uh, experiences with the dog man.
0: Yeah, and I think that's, like, because Cook
1: didn't, you know,
0: he didn't come out and be like, so here, I'm reading this witness statement. And then all these people were like, oh, like, so that's what I saw? Like, Mm, um, you know, because with other cryptids, we get, you know, like, a news article that explains what it looks like. And that's how people are like, oh, my gosh, that's what I saw. But with this one, Mm. no one is really doing that. I mean, like, I guess it, I guess... uh, I want to take my class. off. I guess it is a little more challenging when, because werewolves are so famous mm-hmm. that like this inherently becomes like, well, is it just part of like a werewolf hysteria type thing?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I think there's enough in it. And specifically for like a place in like Michigan to, you know, it's not like we're hearing these stories in, in, you know, New Jersey, although that does bring up, I didn't include these in the podcast because I wanted to keep it to Michigan, but the dog man has been linked to a bunch of different cases, including a video from, I want to say Brazil um, where you see a dog like creature um, then. Yeah. Brazil. Um, I literally watched it today on paranormal caught on camera and this thing was creepy. They they considered it a werewolf, though. Um, but anyway, uh, there's also a really famous one from Florida. Um, and it was a guy on his Facebook Live who had said that he had been just, like, feeling weird. Um, and he's, like, out on his, like, por- he's in an apartment complex. So he's, like, kind of on his stairs. Um and he's like talking about how he keeps seeing something and like, it's like a dog type thing, but it's like really weird because sometimes it's super misty and other times it's like well-formed and all of us And he's like showing where he usually sees it. And then all of a sudden this like form shoots by really quickly. And when you go slowly enough, you can see like the upper body is like definitely of like a scroungy wolf-like thing. And then like the <laughs> lower body is almost like misty legs. I don't know. Um, but it's creepy. And for me, it's like, how do you fake that on a Facebook live video?
1: Mm. Like, you like hired someone in advance, like, okay. Yeah. You're like, need you sprint. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, so I don't know that made it more credible. But anyway, so like dogmen have been reported to be a lot of other places, but I don't know if necessarily they've been linked with where, like, I don't know how hard it is to explain it with werewolves and stuff like that. And even skinwalkers mm. for that matter. Um, but I think that there's, like, a lot of interesting parts to the stories. Like, for the original one, like, the first story where the wolf, or the dog man, sorry, I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, For the dog man to, like, search out this hunter and leave a paw print on the jacket. Bruh.
1: Like, I love this like malicious creature. Like I feel like most of the, not most, but like a lot of the cryptids are sort of like, you know, you you do you like just yeah. vibe it out here. Like they don't give a shit. But uh-uh. like one that is specifically like targeting people, like leaving threatening paw prints. Like I love that. That's so I love funny.
0: The, yeah, and I love the fact that he was like standing in a field, like by his house. Like, gotcha, bitch. You can't run away from me. I have a nose. Like I can smell you.
1: Like it's petty somehow. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: like, this wolf is like, you fucking shot me, you asswipe. Like, what the fuck, dude? So I really liked that story. Again, I don't yeah. know if it's true, but I, I enjoyed the the premise of this thing coming back for karma. Yeah. Um, but then we get to like, you know, the one in the 50s about the kid who is like charged by wolves. And this kind of brings up some part of this legend that I I think is kind of interesting. Um, And I don't, I didn't read this anywhere. I'm kind of putting this together because I'm basically a cryptozoologist at this point. (laughs) Um, But in, in, in in a couple of sightings, we've seen that this, well, I guess it's really this one and the first one we've seen that the dog man has been seen with other, wolves or coyotes
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and i guess the question is one are those other dog people but two if they are and they are just wolves or coyotes then this thing is like a pack which would make sense because you know wolves and canines are pack animals yeah so it makes sense that this thing inherently would find a pack either to join or to take over as the alpha um and if it is taking over the alpha, it's gonna have an easy time because it's six feet tall. Like <laughs> I don't really think anyone else would try to play. Huge. Yeah, like yeah. I think the other alpha would be like, you know what? I'll count my loss. Like, cool, cool, cool. I'll just yeah. I'll stay in the background. I'll be your assistant, whatever you, you need do. You got this huh? Well. Yeah. Um, so like I think that's that's an interesting like if 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 that is a real sighting that people are seeing, that would Biologically, makes sense um, Mm -hmm. for this pack animal, like a dog. It
1: also, it's like not consistent through all the stories, which is. I mean, I guess he could have like gone off off on his own in like some of these, and then in others, it's with a pack. But I guess it's it's not consistently one way throughout all the stories, and that doesn't necessarily make it implausible it's just it's just know? there
0: yeah <laughs> and i think that's enough like it's a grain of salt type thing
1: because yeah.
0: there's not enough to say that that's a definite um but the one that honestly like really does freak me well i guess the one we should talk about is the gable film mm. because like i have to say of course when i when you search a dog man that's gonna be one of the first things you find I found it and I was watching it and I was like we really spo- like we're really supposed to believe that that's the dog man like he
1: straight up thought it was a cow just like a big like <laughs> poofy cow like charging the camera <laughs> <laughs> like
0: I I watched it and I was like come on like and I have to say the way the monster Quest did it in the episode is quite hysterical because I think they told this analyst to be like you know play off for a little bit that you don't know what that thing is because then later in the episode it was like a dramatic reveal that it was a a fake and i was like right and then like you know it was one of those things where it was like we already knew that like all of us <laughs> all of us are aware um but like that being said good for that dude you know what get your sag membership yeah. somehow <laughs> <laughs> enter that into a film festival you're doing great <laughs> you know directors need reels too and this is part of his my favorite part is that in the second film that he had um the sequel there's a dead body in it or like it looks like half of a person has been chewed off and there's like guts that are laying out and he was like yeah fans like theorized that they were uh like animal guts that i like got and use, but no i made them myself and he showed us and i was like yeah like i know what's like i know what's
1: happening
0: he like dug a hole in the ground deep enough where he could put his legs in so that he's basically like standing and he's laying on the ground in like a dead position um and then they attach this like foam these foam guts like under his shirt and then put his flannel over it so that it looks (laughs) like guts and i have to i honestly have to give it to him it looks really good like a commitment it looks looks great like he again deserves some kind of award at some you know michigan film festival um i'm always curious to hear like someone that's like did you see that like that was dogman because i'm like are we sure like you're seeing what i'm seeing right like what
1: doesn't even match like like sure, it's a dark figure, like a a big old creature, but it like it doesn't look like a wolf. It doesn't look like a, a canine of any kind.
0: Yeah, and that's why I love when like the wolf biologist. Like I would I would think it's more of like an ape, like an ape or a primate. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought that was funny though. It kind of reminded me of Sinister, because I was like, you know, found this old tape in.
1: I love that I mean I don't love that movie, but I think
0: it's fucking hilarious. But yeah, that movie is equivalent to Sinister. <laughs> the Gable film is sinister, Equals. is what I'm saying. And that's why I believe he should have a SAG card. For anyone that doesn't know what that means, it's basically like the union for actors on screen. You're welcome. Screen acting it's something killed. you never need to know unless you want to become an actor. You're welcome. Um <laughs> But I think that, like, I think inherently there, you know, with everything, there's going to be hoaxes. There's going to be all this stuff. But it's good to have one. Like, if you're going to make a hoax, either go full, like, go full out, go full, like, pay your full paycheck on that film or make it ambiguous as shit. Like, the best evidence you could do is just put someone in like a like just in the shadows like far away where they're like i don't know what that is like that could be this because more people are going to take that seriously you're welcome everyone i'm giving you tips on how to make your own cryptic (laughs) stuff if
1: anyone else is trying to you know get rich off a hoax
0: (laughs) (laughs) which you won't get rich i'm so i hate to break it to you there's there's not money in cryptozoology (laughs) let's be real here ladies and gentlemen there's just it's it's just not it's not going to happen for us but that's okay Except for if you want to be on Destination America or a travel channel. Because finding Bigfoot and stuff like that also sponsor me. Um, so then we get to like the the police officer of that same year. Gotta say that I think that was on monster quest that they talked to the police officer. I was like, okay. Okay. Like if it is a hoax again, ambiguous enough. There's no photos, really. So it's his word against ours, you know, yeah. which is great. Um, I think that's the way to do it if you're going to make a hoax. But also, like, maybe he is telling the truth. And that would fit the M.O. of this dogman creature.
1: The M.O.? Like, he's a murderer. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's got an M.O. And speaking of M.O., we can go to this. This person on Reddit made a literal, like... It's, it's called An In-Depth Analysis of Speculative Dogman Behavior, Biology, and Biochemics. But I don't think he meant chemics. I don't know what he meant, but I don't think it's that. Biogenics, I think, maybe is what he meant. I could not tell you. I don't know. I don't think I'm smart enough for that, though. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, my gosh. Apparently, it was posted four days ago. Oh, maybe he's up. I don't know. Anyway, that's pretty cool. Um, I didn't realize it was posted four days ago. So someone is time. like really getting ready for this episode to come out. Um, <laughs> but moral of this, like, like I, I can't even read all of this because it's, it's like, it's like four scrolls worth of material. Like when I say it's in depth, I mean in
1: depth. Um, when you spend your pandemic becoming an expert on Dogman. <laughs>
0: Literally not a bad idea, <laughs> but this guy breaks down. Like the the subsections are introduction, head, neck, upper body, lower body, conclusion, and what we get from it is he or she. Actually, I'm so sorry. I should not assume pronouns or they. That was that was rude. Um, he. Oh fuck! I just did it again. They. <laughs> they apparently study biology and exercise science in college. Um, And so what they talk about is if this thing is as big as it is, physically, it's impossible. (laughs) Mm. Um, Like the way that it would work, it just doesn't really make any sense in terms of weight distribution for back feet, right? Or like hind legs, and it's not easy for something to be able to walk like a like as well as a human being on two feet, and then also be able to run fast enough on all fours.
1: Yeah, I like trying to picture like a the length of a torso and like the, yeah. how it would be able to like be bipedal, but also. Yeah, that
0: that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, like, like, and also, like, who am I to to question it? Because this person knows way more about the human anatomy and stuff than I do. Um, but what they do say, I'm trying to find the spot where they say it. Um, oh, maybe it's in the conclusion. Oh, what they do say is basically like it's a plausible. Like, it is plausible. It's a plausible structure, but there are a few glaring weaknesses when it comes to, like, its efficiency. Um, Mm -hmm. And what this person says, this is a quote, nature does not tend to favor highly specialized organisms. Um, So the ability to change stances between biped and quadruped is unique and at times useful, but not efficient, which is true. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have animals like... Gorillas who can do both easily, um, even bears can do it quite easy as well. Um, they can go onto two legs a lot. um They can, I know that for sure. I don't know
1: <laughs> bear expert.
0: <laughs> I know, like I, I've seen a lot of pictures of them, and I've seen a lot of them like waving to, when they're
1: so, so. That's all you need to
0: know. <laughs> so, like, I know they can, um, and that's what you need to know. But then this person goes on to talk about how. Um, inefficient it would be as a a hunting machine in terms of like prey um Mm -hmm. so basically what they said was that it would definitely be more of a scavenger Mm -hmm. than um like than a, a a hunter but what they do say is that if it is as smart as it would be claimed to be then it could make sense that it could out outwit, um, or it could it could find that loophole, um, instead. So, in conclusion, this person does not think the dog man would be an efficient or sustainable organism.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I guess like all in all, they don't believe in it, or they do believe in it, but they're like that thing's going to die off soon because nature doesn't favor it. Um, but I don't I don't know. I just feel like one. it is here it's been here like it's it's we we do find new species all the time but it's not like we find them because they were just formed like yeah things were formed because of evolution and stuff like so like you know if this if this dog man is here it's had pasts it's had other things which comes up with you know prehistoric um you've got like prehistoric wolves that were much bigger like the dire wolf um which Mm -hmm. we talked about in skinwalker ranch again um but what we know from the dire wolf is that they're probably really extinct because
1: (laughs) really extinct
0: like listen the poor things got out hunted by the newer species that are still alive today so like we just gotta let them go like they're gone they're just they're gone which is sad but we just gotta we gotta let that happen I think all in all for me, like, in terms of, like, the scale of believability, I wouldn't put this at the top. Like, I wouldn't put this next to Bigfoot where I'm, like, you know, when it comes to Bigfoot, I'm, I already consider them a species. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, like, sure. I would, I would say that this is definitely, like, I don't know, plausible. Um, I don't know if I would call it, like, I don't know if I would separate it from a werewolf in that sense or a wolf person yeah um i because i haven't seen anything that makes this specifically dog man you know what i mean besides the location um which i think is a little strange but maybe it's just a a northern type thing um or it's found that the the michigan forests are thick enough that it can live Mm. um but yeah i would say that like i believe in it it's just not my like top priority (laughs) <laughs> like, you're not that important <laughs> it's like not great like if you if you let people take videos of you then yeah maybe I'd be willing to believe but you don't so I don't know
1: I can't I go can't on- help you if you yeah. won't let me they, like you exactly. need to put yourself out there
0: <laughs> you need to put yourself out there that's gonna be your quote for this episode you need to put yourself yep, out there the dog ran. <laughs> Aubrey at the Man. You need to put yourself put out your there. Mother. A cryptid podcast. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but what do you? What is? What are your like final? Like, what would you conclude?
1: I do think, uh, like you said, like I, it's plausible. Right. I feel like elements of it are like the, all the people that had like shot at it and it didn't die and anything mm-hmm. like that. It's like I, I don't know how believable that is I don't right. like I, I don't is it immortal like I don't what's how it? does that work yeah but and I it's possible people were just seeing like uh, oh that's a really large wolf you've got there like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just exaggerating elements of it like <laughs> weirdly large but for it, I don't know like it's it's possible but I also think it's very possible that this is just a different creature, and people are mistaking it for something or exaggerating elements of it.
0: Yeah. But either way, thanks for coming back on OBS. That was, it was great to have you back.
1: I had so much fun.
0: Yeah. And I mean, again, you'll be coming back for show, faux show, another episode. You we have to stand. Yes. We love a yeah. good uh, rhyme scheme. <laughs> rhyme scheme, sound time. Oh, oh. <laughs> Okay, thanks so much for coming.
1: Illy, Amelie,
0: great work. Illy, Millie. a life. And you're awesome. Okay, great. So, what do you think? Is the Michigan Dogman really out there? We are on Instagram, at OutTheirCryptids, so make sure to follow us and tell us all of your thoughts on the cryptids we cover and what you'd like to hear next. It would mean a lot to us if you'd go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It is a great way for others to find the podcast and enjoy, just like you. One week from today, I will be covering a cryptid that may have been the culprit in an incident that killed 46 people in the town of Point Pleasant. That's right, the Mothman. See you next week. This episode was written and hosted by me, Josh, with logo designed by Jason Zykes and theme music from purpleplanet.com.